welcome back welcome this is sisters reading romance uh i'm one half of this podcast aisha i am lexi the second half of this podcast and uh this is week two of our murderous women month Month? we got five books this month too um we did marrow by trisha wolf and brianne weaver brianne weaver canadian from nova scotia uh because yeah the alberta scene at the end i was like this has to be a canadian like this is too detailed or someone who'd been there before because they're yeah it's detailed enough where i was like never "Ah." been to alberta so i could not tell you it's detailed enough that I was like, this has to be a Canadian. Um, so, and this book is about two rival serial killers. Who fall in love. Or as close to love as two people with potential disorders can fall. Personality disorders, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, do you want to go through tropes? Sure. I have age gap, but I... I, I it's not a, really, because she's like, what, 27, mark. 28? 28. I think she's, because she's, so she described him as his her his mid-20s when she was 17. So I'm thinking like 25 to 17. So then he said, he specifically says he's 36. Mm-hmm. So then... So she's 27. Yeah. She's like 27, 28. So like... So I, I was guess like right on the money with that. Not an age gap. I had a question mark because I was like, well. Um, well, he continues to say that she's inexperienced. That's true. Um, enemies to lovers. Yes. Uh, workplace romance. Um, in both personal <laughs> personal and, business per- and, 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 and professional business. Yeah, as in hobbies and in... Um, professional would you, life would would killing people be a hobby i think so in this case uh it, it takes up a lot of their time so i would say yes um what other what other did you have those are the and then the other one i had was like uh villain gets the girl and um i will burn the world for you the very classic like villain gets the girl and he'll kill everybody if you hurt her oh dark romance duh Duh. um would you consider this a like a suspense not like a or thriller i mean it would be borderline for sure like you're never quite worried they're going to die oh my god i I guess i mean you kind of knew all along like i would maybe a thriller I get. I think it would be more of a suspense. Cause yeah, I I would say like, and cause mystery is the other one that had listed on Goodreads, and I was like, I wouldn't call this a mystery, but I would say this is like yeah. Thriller I mean, there's a bit of a mystery at the end. That he, that the agent goes like fucking sideways. Yeah. I did actually like the way that they did that as like him going kind of crazy. We'll and we'll get there. We'll talk about that for sure. So, okay, let's read the back of the book and then we'll read the trigger warnings because there are lots, lots of trigger warnings. Okay, back of the book. Two rival serial killers, one common enemy. Forensic anthropologist Dr. Jack Sorensen is the perfect serial killer. In the bright lights of his public persona, he is a respected scientist, a leader in the field of human decomposition. But in his shadowed secret life, he's a ruthless and elusive killer, unseen by the authorities who failed to follow his faint trail of destruction. Beautifully cold, brilliant, and cruel, Jack wants nothing more than to keep his life captured in his vice-like grip of control. And Jack Sorensen never makes mistakes until he underestimates Dr. 
Carrie Roth. Wildlife biologist Carrie is the enemy Jack never noticed. Another murderer in his midst. A killer with equal cunning and stealth as the great Jack Sorensen. She is she knows all of his darkest secrets, even the pieces of a past he might have forgotten. Carrie has created the perfect habitat for her favorite research subject, but she's finally had enough of being bitten by the beast that lives at Jack's core. Pushed past, pushed past her breaking point, Carrie has decided to do whatever it takes to make Jack suffer. But when Carrie's traumatic past descends on her broken oasis, the only person who can help Carrie banish her painful shadows might just be her greatest enemy. History can't always be left to decay in a cold grave. Time has a way of thawing secrets, leaving them to shine as bright as bleached bones in the sun. Can Jack and Carrie set aside their battle and survive a world built to hunt them? Or will they kill each other first? That's a really long fucking back of the book. really fucking long. Every time I thought it was going to end, it kept going. Um, That was a good description, though. Like, just enough without, like, to hint at... Uh, just enough without giving anything away. I guess I think it was just overly long. It is. A, it is a little long. Yeah, I would agree with that though. Um, okay, so there are lots of trigger trigger warnings on this. So I would, uh, for sure, recommend looking them up. They're at the beginning of the book, at least in the Kindle version that we read, um, or on the author's websites because yeah, there is a lot. Um, and they include some of the following graphic physical violence, torture, and murder, decaying and dismember- dismembered bodies, explicit language, death of a sick or injured wild animal, parental death, loss of close family members, parental neglect and physical abuse, chronic illness of a loved one, untreated PTSD, including flashbacks, medical procedures and bodily harm, hospital settings. One sex scene between the female main character and another man before the female main character and the male main character interact with one another on page. No cheating. Explicit, detailed sexual content. Uh, The sexual activity is consensual, though some consensual, non-consensual activities are depicted. Um, It includes kinks and behaviors that some readers might find triggering, including breath play, temperature play, impact play. Um, rough sex and somnophilia. So I had to look that one up before I read this, Is and this I was sleeping? like, "Yeah." And then, like, how it actually comes to play out in the book was interesting, because she basically is like, "Yeah, just drug me and have sex with my body," <laughs> and like, that's basically what happens. Like, she's like, "Yeah, like." I'll I'll drug me and you can have sex with me because like I guess that's like a fantasy or she assumes it's a fantasy of his because he's a serial killer and it, it ends up obviously being a fantasy because yeah he basically just like she's like basically roofies like roofies herself in his like kill room and then he has sex with her and she does come to while they're having sex but she's like obviously groggy at the end <laughs> so it's a very interesting one. I, I that's the first one that I've read. I've read a couple, but like, but was it consensual? I mean, usually it's a fantasy. Okay, because this is the first one that I've read that would been would have been consensual then, and not just like rape. <laughs> so anyway, I would. For sure, read the trigger warnings if you are concerned. I believe in that because there's yeah. a lot. Um, Goodreads rating. So this has a Goodreads rating of 4.1 and it has 3,500 ratings. That's pretty low. When was this published? Is this recent? Uh, I have no idea. I think it's uh, 2023. Okay, March. That's a lot for for a book published in March. That's a lot of ratings. I think for dark romance. Like for have over 3000 ratings since March. 
no you think that's not a lot i mean because dark romance is not it's not not a lot but it's also like dark romance is quite popular like literally the most popular book right now is haunting adelaide so like which is like so interesting because it is like like don't get me wrong marrow is dark like this is this is i would this is i wrote this down in my notes this is as if mindfuck the mindfuck series and uh the sinners duet had a baby and the baby was like better than their parents because this is what i thought the sinners duet was gonna be but better like significantly better this is what i was hoping for in the sinners duet are you saying the mindfuck series is not good I'm saying it's different in the fact that the female serial killer, but like I think that I I'd have to reread it because I haven't really read it, and we're gonna do mine for the Bumfuck series in this um, month anyway. I would say it's like pretty at par, maybe slightly better because I liked the two characters in this. Um, I don't know. Jack could be really frustrating sometimes. The reason I liked Jack is because he was consistent throughout the book. I mean, like, he's consistent in the fact that, like, he had no feeling, but there was, like, a point where you're just like, okay, Jack, let's look ourselves in the mirror and admit when we when we fucked up. And she's literally, like, the whole thing starts is because he fucked up and she has to cover his ass. Like... Like, because oh, he was cause burying bodies in, in the body farm. In the body, body farm. Yeah. Which not not only did she get the funding for in order to get that and, large. And she knew he was burying bodies Yeah, there. she 100%. And that's the reason she got the funding is, like, she knew he needed the land to bury bodies. So she, fu- like, she, like, Cause, worked okay. to get that funding I for it. I thought that that's, that's true. Because I thought, though, that he was that he was like you know in when you're um like the show bones how they study the bones Mm -hmm. and they basically like put the body in the solution and the solution just like the chemicals are so strong like like, breaking bad when they it really just kills yeah basically just like (laughs) melts all the flesh off and then they just like dump the flesh i thought he was doing that but i guess no he's he was burying them yeah because that's the whole that was like the whole point of like how but they... he did did take a bone out and like get the flesh off of that one singular bone because he wants to keep because he wants trophy. to keep it but she wasn't bearing bodies in that body farm i don't think no i don't because she's she burying was... them at her cabin yeah in the, in the woods um yeah yeah okay that's that's true he 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 didn't quite ever he also never quite was like yeah this is my fault that we're yeah and then he also was like he never, like, thanked her for, like, all the things she, like, that he eventually found out was for him. But, like, I mean, the funding. The, he did and, in the end. In the end, he did. In the in the end, he did when he read her the letter that he wrote her when she was in the hospital. And when he presented her with the Educator of the Year Award when they moved to Alberta. I guess. But he still didn't say, like, yo, I fucked up. The whole reason this freaking grad student had to be murdered was because yeah. he caught on Although, to the fact that Jack was burying bodies in the body farm. And then, she, how do you pronounce her name? I'm th- pretty sure it's it's um, Carrie. Like, that's how it's supposed to be pronounced. Or it's not supposed to be pronounced that people, but people pronounce it Carrie. I remember thinking about that, and I remember reading that section of the book. I was in my head pronouncing it as Carrie. Yeah. So... Because my question is, so the the F- ex-FBI agent who was falsely telling people he was an FBI agent mm-hmm. was basically stalking her. Yeah. So would he have shown up if that grad student hadn't disappeared anyway? Because he was basically stalking her anyway and already connecting the killings to Jack. Even though he was, like, for sure unhinged. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it probably, like, eventually, but it might have been, like, after Jack would have left, you know? Right. Because Jack was planning to leave. Yeah. 
because he said he stays places for basically three to four years and he was at his third year and about to leave but he's been there for six years because carrie sure. showed up and he was like she was just an annoyance and i couldn't leave her i couldn't leave this department in her hands and it was like no it's because but he was you i were- think he i think I think he doesn't know how to label the feeling, but he was like, yes, attracted to her, but he didn't want to be like, I'm attracted to her because she's really annoying. So I, I must really actually her. just hate her. Yeah. Yeah. Because, OK, so the new main characters, uh, Carrie, what the fuck's her? Roth. Mm-hmm. And she's a she's a forensic. She's still a forensic anthropologist, but she specializes specifically in like biology. Like, um, what did it say? It even said in the description. She's like. Um, she specializes in wildlife biology and like her specialty is like a mix of wildlife biology and forensic anthropology and like how animals contribute to the decomposition of bodies and what you can like take from wildlife signs around a decomposing body. And then Jack Sorensen is a forensic anthropologist and he he specializes in just like general forensic anthropology i think yeah like that's his his trade is forensic anthropology whereas her trade is wildlife biology specifically in relation to forensic anthropology um and basically they do we want to just i guess we always spoil it so i was like okay so basically carrie is a victim of murder basically some guy when she's a teenager kidnaps her takes her to her house murders her parents and murders her and he's a serial killer this person also like happens to be in the same town or city that the jack same is territory in. as jack and jack has basically stalked the serial killer and uses this as the opportunity to kill the serial killer because he's like distracted so while the serial killer is killing her her parents are already dead in her home a childhood home jack breaks into the house and kills the serial killer as he's murdering her and then jack takes the serial killer's body pieces it leaves her for dead she ends up surviving but in her mind Jack is this like angel of vengeance who came and like basically saved her. Yes. So she ends up in the system. She's 17. So she has to age out at 18. I think it's still 18 in the States. So Mm -hmm. she ends up in the system and basically is obsessed with him. So she like basically hunts him down, finds like finds out who he is and becomes obsessed with him and then goes to school specifically to like, eventually interact with him so she does like three degrees to eventually be able to like be a colleague of his and she spends the next like what like six years basically like stalking him from that point on 10 years yeah i guess 10 years so from 17 to like 27 basically stalking him like from yeah and then he does not recognize her he doesn't recognize her and he hates her uh, or he thinks he hates her. Um, but yeah, he's actually just attracted to her. And I think that he recognizes her. I think he does. I, I don't think I like think I think he recognizes her, but he cannot pin, he, like he could not pinpoint where he where he from. recognized yeah. her from. But because like she also in that 10 year period basically becomes a serial killer but like in the the whole like vigilante type serial killer where she murders people who are doing like basically raping women like she murders men who are preying on young women yeah that's her thing which is exactly what jack does as well i don't think jack i don't think it's specifically guys who are preying on women oh yeah it is you're right he hunts them at bars because he ends up at bars and because it's like all stems from his dad being a piece of shit and like beating his mom yeah his mom is literally like a vegetable yeah because because of his dad's beating yeah that's right yeah they do have the same they do have the same type which is why there's so many missing young men in their area and the police are like "Mm, this is a lot 
maybe something's happening here. I I find it weird that he didn't notice because he did he did notice at one point that one of his the someone he was hunting had gone missing had gone missing and he was like he's like well fuck I've got to start again now yeah he was like that's weird but he didn't put into like together he's like maybe there's someone else which is which gives you a hint that he was so distracted by Carrie because. Otherwise, he noticed every other time. Hence how he killed the serial killer who basically tried to murder her. Because he noticed someone was hunting in his ground. So, I mean, it makes sense as to why you can't have two serial killers in the same place. Because it draws attention from the police to have more bodies going missing. Yeah. That does make sense. But yeah, so basically, they... Carrie basically decides, I've had enough. I'm going to reveal myself to him. No, because she like reached a breaking point where she's like, I have done all these things for she him. She thinking they were going to be like friends. Like, I don't yeah. Know, like in her brain, she was like, oh my God, I'm going to get there and we're going to be friends. And he's going to recognize me as like a like mind serial killer. And we're going to be like serial killer friends. And he just like thinks she's annoying. Yeah. And then it's you start off with like an award show show or award Award, um, ceremony that he is supposed to present her an award yeah and he doesn't show up on time to present her this award because he was murdering someone no he he was was burying a body no he was stalking someone okay he was because he was like it's so inconvenient that i have to be at this award ceremony when my like target my target is at the bar right now where he's there every day or whatever every night um but she, that was like a breaking point. She was just like, "You can't even be fuck this guy nice enough to present me this award." Yeah. So and then I've done everything for you. I just I love the part where he like walks up because he started stalking her a bit. After that point, he started stalking her because oh no, he started stalking her because she was like, "Something's going on," and I'm nosy as fuck, and I want to know. So she finds out that from that other colleague. No, she already knew that, though. No, she got him to tell her. By having, she's like, okay, so if I have sex, we're going to have pillow talk. and But they were talking during sex. Yeah, like, she was like, so it, why don't you just tell me? Yeah, it was like, it I was like, I don't know how. I mean, yeah, I guess <laughs> you're just fucking cum drunk. I don't know. But he basically was telling a, about the grad student. Yeah, this other colleague's grad student found bodies that didn't match the bodies in the system so they he they realize that there's someone potentially dumping actual dead bodies in the body in the body farm which is like obviously not good (laughs) i don't know i really love the part where he like walks up she basically like lures him to the body farm yeah and she's just like chucking bo- like body parts into a, like okay. a I was gonna say so that's that I'll say this now because we're talking about it that's my favorite part it's her just being like she's like has this fucking backpack she opens it there's like half a body and she's just like digging random shit up and she's just like literally tossing them like just straight up tossing <laughs> and she's them like around. she's literally like monologuing as this happens she's just yeah. like you can go Fuck yourself, buddy. She, I'm doing all this shit for she, like, you. Pulls the like like severed head of this guy. She's like, look at this. This is your fault. And like tosses it. And just like literally like she's like literally just throwing body parts. And then And then she drugs him. And then and she drugs him and leaves him in the body farm. And then he basically comes to like two to three hours later, surrounded by like body parts, body just parts thrown everywhere that he of a grad student that is from their program and he's like fuck me like i yeah, and then need he to has, clean this up and also it's like only half a body so he's like where's the other half of this body yeah so then and she's basically like i'm keeping it as collateral and if you like fuck with me then i'm going to you. leave it somewhere and they're gonna think you did it i did think the the, the bet was kind of I want to say a little dumb. It was like did I couldn't remember who came up with it. Was it I her it was, idea? No, it was his idea because he wanted Brad gone. He wanted the the yeah. other the colleague gone. And she's like, we can't just fucking kill him. He's not that bad. He's just dumb. They literally talk about him like he's like literally an idiot. Yeah, and then there's that other girl, Madeline, <laughs> who's like just she's yeah. she's they're like she's useless. 
She like, literally fucks everything up. She's like an admit assistant who just like touches shit she's not supposed to touch. Yeah. Yeah. And like, so he comes to you, basically takes his body. And then the next day she puts flowers on her desk. They're like the same color of her eyes. Very like hating game-esque. Yeah, it was really weird because like I he's mean, been breeding these poppies. Since she started. Trying to recreate the blue yeah. of her eyes. So he like clearly was I don't understand why he didn't like like even just like on an outside standpoint he's like if i encountered someone who was breeding poppies to the color of someone's eyes to be fair he's he's like, very much a narcissist normal. he's, he's very not much a normal person he's very much has he's very much a narcissist oh too. for sure narcissist um, with like a narcissist with like a psychopathic tendencies i think he's still a psychopath because like he feels emotion no he doesn't I mean, he gets angry. Yeah, but the well, it's difference between and he's in control ooh, of his rage, when empathy, he is. and like, I guess that's true. Because Carrie realizes at some point that she's like, I don't think he actually is capable of loving me. Like, I love him because for her, she's like the way I see it is she basically had like like a traumatic break and instead of being like going on a killing spree she like leaned into it and just like has just been a murderer for like years yeah kind of like how uh people say that like uh if you grew up in a family of like trauma or i'm trying to think of like a good way to explain this Men who grew up with, let's say, a father who beat their wife often become abusers. She was almost murdered and then was like, I'm going to murder people. I thought she just started doing that to get his attention. No, I think she, like, she sees it as, like, vigilante justice of, like, because she even mentions that the FBI knew that this was probably the guy. And instead of, tr- like, instead of catching him, like, they were just tailing him. And then instead of catching him, they let him take another victim. Yeah. To be sure, quote unquote. And she was like, so basically this is your fault. Like, it's your fault that I almost got murdered and your fault that my family's dead. Because yeah. that, what's his, what the fuck's the, the whatchamacallit's name? I do not remember. I don't remember the, 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 FBI agent's name is, but he he even said that he was like we he's like I knew it was so and so. Um. Honestly, one of my other favorite parts of this book, the dog. I like the dog and Bunny, the little coyote that she had to kill. Yeah, yeah, the dog. I was like, okay, if this girl could have a dog, and love the dog, she's clearly not a, a psychopath. I mean, the dog also, like, is like a guard dog. Like a real guard dog. Which, I mean, someone kidnapped you, broke into your home, killed your parents. I'd probably also train my dog to do that if that was the case. From a sense of, like, safety. Um, I also found, you're not going to get this, but the anatomy references in this book were, like, very correct. And I was like, I like this. As someone who, like, knows. You know what I thought was really weird is how he would draw the bones. He wouldn't draw the people. He wasn't drawing. Oh, he'd imagine what their bone looked like. He'd imagine what their bone looked like, and he'd draw the bone. To be fair, he's a psycho. I know, but I just thought it was like, that's a little weird. (laughs) I mean, I think everything he does is going to be weird. So, I also... I yeah I I like the part when she led him to her kill room and was like left him that little like pile of stuff and he realizes he has like a hum moment of like she's literally been stalking me for years like he's like <laughs> how did I not know that she has like actually been stalking me for like the last decade <laughs> he has this like a hum moment of like wow she must really like me like she's been stalking me forever (laughs) 
I yeah, I actually really enjoyed this book. It is definitely gruesome. If yeah. you're squeamish at all, then this is a hard read. But so you haven't read the cat and mouse duet yet. No, I'm listening to the audiobook now for the first so, time. So I would say from a dark romance standpoint, this this is definitely a dark romance, but this is definitely like significantly more digestible because everything in this is consensual because I, I find that in dark romance, when it's not consensual, sometimes that can be a hard pill to swallow, especially if it's on page in the way that um, – hunting Adeline is in the like in the book two of the cat and mouse duet like there were moments where I was like okay like I'm a dark romance fan but this is like a lot and I had to like take breaks before finishing the book whereas this is a book that like I devoured like once I got into it I just sped through it like this didn't feel like a long book because it was easy to read I also find that this book was really well written hey Mm-hmm. like this this book was like really well written the characters were great consistent throughout and you never felt like the authors were like taking a second to be like okay let me tell you a story and like giving you their backstory like everything was revealed in the moment as made sense the plot rather than there being like a side note of like oh and this is how she almost died. Like, everything happens as it's supposed to happen. You never feel like the authors are, like, detouring to tell you, oh, by the way, this is their traumatic past. Like, with Jack, his traumatic past is, like, only casually mentioned when he's, like... Visiting his mom. Yeah. And when you get the well, kind for of... For an alibi, he didn't yeah, want to go visit Yeah, because he also dropped a body on the way to seeing his mom. But, like, he basically, yeah, like, because for him, his mom, his dad beat his mom to the point where she's basically, yeah, like, she's, like, brain dead. And he hid in the snow and waited for his dad to come out and basically surprise him and fucking kill him. And, like, you only get that. You get that in, like, two separate two different parts where you get it in like when he's when he wakes up after she drugs him and he's like fuck me like and he has like a flashback to that moment of being covered in snow and being Mm -hmm. so cold but like waiting for his moment and then again you get the full story when he goes to visit his mom and it's yeah I just found that so nice because there was never a moment where like I was confused but also never a moment where like I was like, well, this, like, I didn't really need to know that at this moment. Like, everything happened in order that made sense at a time and place that made sense. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, trying to look at my other notes. I did, when I read, when we read the Sinners duet, this is honestly what I was anticipating. Yeah, murder duo. Like, this is actually what I, like, this is what I was hoping the ending would be. And I'm kind of here for it. Like, they basically end up just becoming, yeah, like a murderer duo. Like a murder duo. Like, they find each other people to murder. Gift them to each other (laughs) in their, like, kill room. And, like, she, they did very different styles. She wants to hunt you down. Like, actually hunt you. Like, with yeah, a crossbow. Like a, yeah. Bo- I thought it was a full bow and arrow. Is it I a crossbow? Th- was it? Was it a full bow and arrow? I, I thought it was a crossbow. And he wants to, like, get up close and personal and strangle you. Like, that's his thing. Like, he's a strangler, and she wants to, like, legitimately... I did think his kill room, little lackluster compared to hers. Oh, 100%. She even had an entire... Jack even got there, and he was like... How did you get a glass room in <laughs> yeah. here? Like, yeah. She has an entire cabin that has like a glass cage. It's like kind of like, like yeah. you. Yeah. It's like a glass like, It's like a glass in like, the prison basement. in the basement of this like. With a bed. And, and then like, it has a little... like a high tech security system and she can watch everything off an iPad. And his is like 
a like a slightly large closet. Yes. <laughs> yes. And like I think he kills people other like he kills he them. He must kill them other places. And then he just brings their bodies back to dismember. Yeah. Yeah, cuz she basically like literally hunts this guy down. And <laughs> another good part is when they they what was oh, she stalks his target. Has been keeping his target alive in this like cabin yeah, and for he's, weeks. He's like just psychologically fucking with this guy. Yeah, he's like puking everywhere. He's shitting everywhere, and she's like, "I'm not gonna clean that up." So figure it out, and she just drops off like military rations for him to make, <laughs> so he like can still stay alive. But like basically just psychologically fucking the guy up, lets him out of the house so that she can like hunt him, and then she shoots him. In the asshole, too. And she's like, oh, my God. Like, I think I actually got him in the ass. And Jack's like, I, I, yeah, I actually think you, like, you got him, like, straight up the asshole. And it's, like, it's, like, such a, like, it's funny, but, like, obviously not funny because they just killed the guy. This book, it did have some, like, good, like, really laugh out loud, loud moments. Like, her, like, swinging body parts at him. Yeah, where she's literally, like, you can picture it in your head, where she's literally, she's also, like, wearing a jacket she stole from his office. She's wearing his his pants. His clothing. Like, Like she's she's stolen over three years. Yeah, that she's she's just hoarded. Yeah. She's wearing boots that she stole and has weighed them down. She's wearing a vest to, like, weigh down the prints of the shoes. And she's just stomping around, literally chucking legs. Like, just, like. And she's like, fuck you, and fuck you, and you're just like, what is happening? But it's so good. And he's kind of just standing there like, um, am I taking this? Like, is this actually happening? Like, Yeah, and he's like not quite sure, because he's like, obviously she knew he was a serial killer, and she knows she's a serial killer, but he's like, did you kill this person? Like, what the, how did you get them here? Is it, what's, is there anything else in that backpack? And like, it's just fucking hilarious. It's good. Yeah. And then they do also have sex in multiple pools of blood. I think that was like the first, the, 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 um, like when they murdered, the like the one, body is like laying next to them. Yeah. When they murdered that one guy, the so, brother of like one of the other victims, yeah. when they drove across the state and lines. like when that happened, I was like, let's fucking go. Like, let's go. She's laying like they're they're legitimately like, laying in a pool. Of, this like, is what I wanted blood. out of like when you said serial killer romance. I'm like, yes, you're gonna fuck in a pool of blood after you just slit this guy's throat. Fuck yeah! And and seeing each other kill somebody gets them going. Yeah, like they like watching the other person murder somebody. It's like it's. Like, obviously quite fucked up, but, like, very good. Because, <laughs> like, it's exactly what you want in a serial killer romance. Like, this book delivers for sure. What's your favorite part? Probably either the same as yours with her body parts or the 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 sex scene in the blood pool of blood. The first one? Yeah. Like, there's a comment where she's, like, like... Re- like her hand is trying to grip the ground and all she's doing is like squishing her fingers in the blood like that's actually <laughs> what's happening and you're like okay that was like it's like like when you're reading the sinister web where you're just like like you're like oh this is this couple's gonna be like a serial killer couple and then yeah there's gonna be like blood and guts it's just and there's not. none but that this is what you're expecting you're expecting them to fuck in like a pile of fresh bodies also in sinister web I can't remember the fuck the guy's name is. The main guy. He, he's like, he gets softer. Do you know what I mean? Whereas Jack, she's like, still is pretty sure, doesn't actually love her. But whatever his version of love is, because she's, she knows he is legitimately a psycho. Yeah. And whatever he's capable of, whatever his version of that is. It may not actually be love, but it's whatever he's, if, whatever love is to him is going to be that. Whereas, like, in the Sinner's Duet, he's also a psycho, but then he suddenly has, like, feelings? Where Jack never yeah. actually gets, it's like, like, feelings? Sinner's Duet is, like, she's, like, reforming him to, like, 
I'll fix you. Yeah. To be a good a good murderer. We're like these two are both fucked like, up, and they're just like we're gonna be fucked up together. Oh. <laughs> also, so they buy this like plot of land in Alberta. Yeah. And then their kill room is like basically a cave like on the edge of a cliff like it's down like a cliff face where it's like in the cliff side and i was like this is absolutely fucked i would i'd love to see them try to like figure out how they're gonna build that (laughs) i mean two very smart people two very smart people but then like because he was like how do you get a fucking glass cage in this house he would probably be like like she would probably she probably like threw out like what if we had it in like a cave and he was oh, like it's definitely her idea and he was like okay but that's not practical and she's like but we could make it practical <laughs> yeah no it's definitely her idea they're and they're like actually like a genuinely a cute couple and it seems like when you read the epilogue it seems like they keep things fresh by just watching each other murder people yeah. like that's how they keep the <laughs> like this like you know what i mean the flame alive which is like very fucked up but like very on par for like what you're expecting in this book I'm trying to think what my least favorite part is. My least favorite part was like the build up to when the confrontation in the house happened. So when, when she like goes off like Oh, when the the, the ex FBI agent Yeah, like, so when she like cause she basically like tells him that she can't stay at his place or something and then she calls in sick at work. And then oh, she yeah. Set basically, up her, she, she sets was, up her office to be like. Yeah. Because she was basically going to find the agent and kill him. But the agent finds her first and, like, kidnaps her and brings her back to her childhood home, which he bought, which is fucked up. Which is fucked. He's so obsessed that he bought her childhood home. Yeah. Creepy. I. I feel like if I was going to dislike anything, it'd maybe be the ambulance scene where Jack is like, I can't lose her. And I don't know if it's just because, like, he's so emotional and it it feels, like, a little bit, like, too emotional. But that this is just literally after he realized that he, like, whatever his version of love is he that had is what he feels for, for her. her yeah like he's feeling a lot of things it's i guess a lot of true. it's a lot of new new ground to cover for jack also the ambulance like the paramedics are basically just like watching him try to revive her and they're like like <laughs> i just was so confused by like uh they didn't like try to stop him like they did and then he like gave like gl- basically glared at them and they were like sure man whatever you want to do <laughs> like what i was like that is like doesn't make any fucking sense but okay um yeah like to be honest i i find this book it was really hard to find a least favorite part in this book and it's a short book it's like or not short but yeah, it's like, like it's like just over it's 300 like, it's yeah, like 310 or something yeah like it's not a long book but it and it doesn't it feels short because it's such an easy read but it doesn't feel short. Like, you don't feel like you're missing anything. Yeah, this was a good book. I I actually... This is the first book that we've read for this pod where I had to let it sit before I rated it. Like, I didn't even rate it. I just was like, I need to I need to think about this and write my notes down before I rate this book. Um, yeah. Okay, so then what was your rating? I'd say like a 4.5. Yeah, I, I originally in my mind I had a four, but after talking about it and like I realized how much I enjoyed this book. I also, to be fair, I said this in the last book too, like I've been in a um, kind of a fluff book mood. So this is like very not fluff. So Bad month for that. I feel like that kind of skews your rating. You're just like not feeling this type of book. But then... After talking about it, like if I was in a dark romance mood, I would give this a five for sure. Like this is this is for sure a four point five, if not a five. Like I would on Goodreads, I'd give this a five. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a five. Um, would you recommend this? 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure I recommended it to you. Yeah, I'd recommend this too. This is like, I would even say, would you recommend this to somebody who's not a dark romance reader? Um, Probably. I'd be like, do you want two serial killers that fall in love? Yeah. I feel like I would too, because this is dark, but it's not, it's still di- very, very digestible. Like there's nothing in this where I was like, ooh, do you know what I mean? It all is very on par for like what what they what they say to expect is exactly what you get. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Would you reread this? Yes. Yeah, I agree. If I'm in a dark romance mood, I would for sure reread this. Um, what would you say the steam is? Like a three. I don't know. I was thinking about this, but they have, like, the sex scenes, A, start early because they have sex, like, maybe 40% in when they have, like, their first hate sex. Mm-hmm. And they have, like, there's, what, maybe five or six sex scenes there's, in this? Yeah, there's about five. Like, it's got quite a bit because, like, what? Is five a erotica? Is that what we, what we consider five? No, because erotica is... No plot. It's, like, porn but no plot. Yeah, so we, is that, like... Have we ever given a book five? I think so. I don't think we have. I thought we gave the vampire... What's that vampire? Oh, the queen yeah. Of the, the queen of the vampire. I think we gave it a four, actually, or a 4.5. Um, the vampire... The court of the vampire queen... I would I would borderline this a four. Yeah, I could see that. Like I would I would give this like like maybe like it's definitely not quite a three and a half, but like I don't know if I'd quite say it's a four. But I would probably round up to a four. Yeah? Yeah. I agree. Um, okay. So oh yeah, also condom watch. He has a vasectomy. So they just like bucket (laughs) also like i really hope they don't have children he's also like 36 so maybe they won't but because the epilogue happens three years later so he's almost 40 i don't think he has any desire to have children i don't think i mean they they shouldn't have children i don't think she (laughs) has any desire to have children either agreed yeah um okay do you have any last words? Did I ever tell you how I found this book? No. It was a bookstagram reel okay. that was like, um, it was describing the like first scene of like. Of her tossing body parts? Yeah. He, it's like, oh, imagine like, it's like POV, you're a serial killer. And uh, you like. I think it was like POV, yours like a serial killer and this annoying like annoying colleague at work is like threatening to take your department or something and then it was like POV she turns out to be a rival serial killer who happens to be obsessed with you. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. I'm just looking at like my notes. Um yeah, I basically just said the only other thing I have in my notes is that I loved her her villain origin story. <laughs> That's all I ever have in my notes. Is that like her villain villain origin story is like recognizing him as a like angel of vengeance, stalking him for the next ten years while she also continues to murder people. <laughs> like if that is not a good villain villain origin story, honestly, I don't know she's what such is. a better villain than he is too. Oh, a hundred percent. She's like also probably smarter than he is. Like by yeah. quite a, but like not like a lot, but like like noticeably smarter. And like at one point, he acknowledges the fact that he's like I severely underestimated like how good you are at this. Yeah, even like even that when he. Um, he goes to find her before the like scene with the FX FBI guy. He's like cutting up his body and he's like, fuck, I guess I just gotta like, it's like, I really want to save this, but I guess I just gotta throw it in the freezer for now. And just like opens the freezer and he's like, 
I guess I'll just throw it on with the other half of this body. And just tosses yeah, the, the other new body in with the other yeah. half of the other guy. <laughs> this is the moral of the story is this is the good book. Read it. Like I would say, even if you're not like a dark romance person, I mean, still check the trigger warnings. But this is a very digestible book. This is not. I mean, maybe we're just outliers and saying that this is not that taboo. But they do have sex in a pool of blood. From a fresh that they literally they just the slit this guy's throat like the body is like directly next to them so maybe more taboo than we're letting on but i think this is great i would recommend this to anyone who even wants to like dabble in dark romance like i would recommend to this to someone who's like entry level because it's not quite too much it's like just enough it's perfect mm-hmm. um okay any last words On that note, as usual, follow us on Instagram. Uh, we are generally there. We have a YouTube channel. Kick, take a look at our YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have a Patreon. Become a patron. Um, we also will have a website probably by the time this episode drops. So go to the link in our Instagram bio and check out our website. Sign up for our emails because got some exciting things coming down the pipeline and you'll be the first to know if you're on that email subscriber list otherwise uh rate review and subscribe it's really helpful when you do so please do um we also have a form up on our instagram links that lets you suggest books so if you have a book suggestion for us submit a form and maybe we'll add it to our list we have not quite planned out the rest of the fall kind of winter books so we're definitely open to suggestions um otherwise that's it for me bye